this episode. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Episode 4. Hey guys, I'm Anthony here. I am your host today. OTE time. Super stoked, guys. I Wow. Episode 4 here on the Falcon Winter Soldier and so much is going on in this episode. But before I dive into this episode, hey guys, take a moment. If this is your first time checking out the Culture Jack podcast, go ahead and hit the follow or subscribe button. We encourage you and ask that uh, if you get the opportunity, drop us a comment and of course, drop us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Let's dive into this crazy episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if, uh, again, you're new to the show here, uh, we cover on the OTE on this episode. Uh, Currently, we uh, have covered WandaVision. Now we're covering Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're looking to cover Loki and uh, many, many more future shows. But if you haven't been following the uh, coverage of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, catch up on that. Um, if you've watched this show, you'll you'll be able to relate and understand what the heck I'm talking about. There is going to be spoilers. So if you did not see episode four, pause this, check out episode four, come back, hang out with me for a little bit as I talk through some of the things that uh, happened. So this episode, I, after watching it, I felt like this episode was the care we we finally got character from everybody we had decisions that had to be made we got situations that caused and created conflict amongst the characters creates a pivotal moment in the story so we're in episode four it was time to start kind of ramping some stuff up we and I've talked about this in the past, and then I'll I'll dive into the episode as far as what what I took away from this. So, um, we we saw frustration from Captain America in the past episodes, or since being announced to Cap in episode two, where you got a formal introduction to John Walker. We got to see who uh, <clears throat> Battlestar was. We've got Bucky and the Falcon kind of running around doing their thing. We've got uh, Carly. And then we've got uh, Baron Zemo and Sharon Carter. Ah, not so much Sharon Carter. She's more of a sub character, so I won't include her in this. Um, I would say episode three, we got to see more of Baron Zemo because he got freed. And and you, you can sense uh, some character building, some relationship stuff, and, and what have you. So coming, in, coming into this episode, it was like, okay, we got to get this thing going because there's only six episodes, right? Six episodes, we were at the halfway marker. Now we're leaning in to uh, wrapping the show up. So with episode four, I was like, man, I I really am wondering what direction these folks are going to go because they can go in so many great directions. And it would support the story. It would support the cast. And um, it's fun to guess. It's fun to assume. It's fun to uh, speculate. Um, But with watching this, I felt like we finally are seeing the character uh the characters themselves build into their own they're dealing with real situations they're dealing and making decisions that are going to have significant impact so let's talk about that a little bit <clears throat> we'll talk talk it through with uh 
with uh, some characters up front and then uh, see where it takes us. Um, first and foremost, we ended episode three with uh, running into the Dora Milaje, the Wakanda Special Forces. Well, we conclude that conversation in the opening of episode four, which was warranted. Like, we needed to understand what, what are they going to do because they're badass. Well, <clears throat> as we know, the conversation concludes and Bucky gets eight hours. As we know, Bucky was the white wolf while spending time in Wakanda. And talking about that, there is a flashback in the show um, showing Bucky's evolutionary change from going from, you know, a.k.a. the Hydra, an agent of Hydra, into a self, um, into himself, into where he's an actual functioning person without having the secret code to run his mind. So that was an important and pivotal part a little bit later in the show, but I wanted to cover that anyways. So the Dory Malaje, or I'm probably saying it wrong, tells him, listen, we want Baron Zemo. You got eight hours. Figure this shit out. And of course, Bucky's response and argument is, is like this dude's got the keys as far as how to get into the underground, how to, how to find and discover things. And so with knowing that, it's funny because I was like, is he going to tell Baron Zemo? Is he he goes right back to uh, Baron Zemo and into uh, the Falcon and tells him, look, they're here. We got eight hours. We need to get our ass moving. So off they go. Right. So Baron Zemo's like, thank you for for protecting me for the time being, blah, blah, blah. We. And again, I don't follow it in sequence. I'm just going off. I I, I like to do this uh, off of character more than more than anything. Um, we we do get some sequences of Captain America being frustrated of his inability to wear. And this is for the whole episode, not exclusive to the scene I'm referring to. But the thing that I appreciate on how they they're telling the story and the character development in this specific episode is. You get a glimpse, or at least I got a glimpse in an understanding that, you know, John Walker was this incredible soldier. He served, he's got all these medals of honor and all these these feats that normal men would never get. He has a a undying drive to do what's best to some degree. What's what's in his best interest, probably would be the best way to say that. However, he has been faced with this inability or lack of ability more or less to compete or contend at the level he did in the military where he's fighting normal people for the most part at least that's our understanding versus the uh, uh flag smashers and the superhumans because really he doesn't have super abilities and that plays a very important part in this story and rightfully so so we see some frustrations. We have uh, Zemo and Falcon and Bucky. They go to this, they go to a village. You're getting to know a little bit more about Carly as well. Carly's story starting to kind of unfold to where she wants what she believes is best. She wants to turn things back. She doesn't want, uh, she just want thing, she wants things the way they were. And these are the reasons why her counterpart there, I don't recall what his name is um, has some dialogue on how Captain America was his hero as a kid. And that, that has changed since and how much the world it has changed. There's also references to the GRC 
and false promises and cities being destroyed. And so you get more of Carly's agenda and, and story, not to say that it's okay what she's doing with killing people and then enhancing others or creating henchmen with the, uh, the, uh, the super, the, the superpower potion. I'm going to mess up the, the, the name of it for God's sakes. Um, anyways, so you do discover that they have quite a few of these serums that essentially were the same stuff or similar. It's not the same. It's similar to what Bucky has been injected with Steve Rogers, obviously Carly and, and her henchmen and which has given them those super abilities. So now we're understanding it's like, Oh shit, she does have this stuff. She's talking about making more soldiers cause she wants to grow. There's some conversations about the global power that it's becoming. And while this is this is kind of conspiring and they're building up, uh, there was a death uh, of someone that was very close to Carly. And Zemo, with his with, with his finessing of the underground world, convinced some kids to tell him where where it is. And anyways, you start to learn more about the environment um, that supports where Carly's coming from. Uh, there's a scene where they go and they they are uh, there at the uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's like an apartment, like an old school apartment area. Anyways, those were scenes if you remember from the past episodes where Carly grew up. It's like a community there. And uh, while Zemo was in the courtyard speaking or or trying to speak with these kids, Bucky was there. Uh, you know, overseeing him, but we had the Falcon kind of walking around trying to talk to people. People, it's a really well done scene because people are, are leaving the room in silence. Doors are closing. And it's not like this huge scene. It's not like a, a uh, crazy thing, but it's like, they just slowly are leaving the rooms and closing the doors. And then finally he comes across a uh, teacher, I believe, and a student and starts asking questions. And they're like, dude, essentially the teacher's like, man, it's all bullshit. They said they were going to send more teachers. Here I am. Where's the rest? They said they were going to send more supplies, and he's referring to the GRC, um, but they're not here. They make all these promises, but they keep failing, and and they're not supporting, and then there's these wars and this blah, blah, blah. And it's it starts to, sh- again, present and show that story. So as we move forward, um, and actually I've got I've got a couple of scenes. Let's see. Did I did I get this one of the scenes screwed up here? Um the Falcon. Oh wait, no. No, maybe I'm building. I think I'm uh maybe I'm building up to it here. Um anyways, they figure out where where she is and really what wants the the story arc of what they want to happen is a couple of things. The Falcon just wants to talk to Carly because he believes she is on a misguided path. He thinks that she can turn around. Everybody, not everybody. Uh, the group believes that, no, she's she just blew up a building with a bunch of people in it, this, that, and the other. So there's not a lot of love or support for that, depending on which side you lie on. Um, so um, with that being said, there is quite a sequence of events that kind of, leads us to and I and I may be getting these scenes backwards I'm sure I am but uh for the sake of story we're just gonna we're just gonna go uh go with it here 
um, they end up uh, running into, or I, I wouldn't say it was a coincidence. I would say Captain America tracked, um, you know, Baron Zemo and uh, who was it? Baron Zemo and uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They run into him in the uh, on the cobblestone streets in route to uh, meet Zemo's contact, which is the little girl, to disclose a location in which Carly is going to be present for this funeral. So they get there. They collectively get there. And by this point, there's quite a bit of hesitation. You can see some frustration building with Captain America. Battlestar is, is trying to support um, where the Falcon's going because there was, there was a bit of a disagreement on uh, whether they should talk or or just go in and kill her or, or what have you. The Falcon wins to some degree, again, because I, I believe because of the support from Battlestar. They get to the uh, location where the funeral is going to be had, and then, again, there's another kind of controversial thing to where the Falcon's like, hey, let me go talk to her. Let me go handle this. And it's cool how they do the. Uh, I like how they how uh, Wyatt Russell portrays like he he's his internal conflict is starting to come out, his frustrations building, and essentially they just handcuff Zemo to the freaking a boiler or whatever that was and uh, stand there and wait and Bucky standing there and then the Falcon gets the opportunity to finally confront Kylie or Kylie Carly Carly sees him she doesn't run and and I thought that was kind of cool, anyways. They get the opportunity. They start talking. Uh, I, I, I don't know that it was making any difference, but it was at least a genuine conversation. John Walker loses his shit uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned or starts losing his shit. And essentially tell, you know, kind of push brushes Bucky aside and, and, and start saying all this shit to him. You, you, your man needs you in there. You're letting him down and nothing's happening. And essentially busts in scares the group everybody kind of runs off Zemo breaks out of his handcuffs and then we're into a scene of just you know mayhem everybody's kind of running around trying to figure out what's going on uh again Captain America aka John Walker is extremely frustrated um I believe he gets his ass kicked again and it, it just continues to kind of build this build this uh build this up so with all of that, we then move into a sequence of uh, just, like I said, mayhem. I mean, the, this building, there's all kinds of passageways and stuff. People are getting lost. You see everybody kind of running around, some some fighting going on. And then we get down to Carly, and uh, she's kind of, yeah, like this dark sequence in, in these, uh, I would say catacombs, but they're not. It's like uh, just a dark hallway with a bunch of clutter. And uh, Zemo shows up, shoots her. I like I like how they do Zemo. I, actually, I like how they do all these characters. Zemo's there. He's not like explaining shit. He's not doing anything. He just shoots her. It's just like bam, shoots her, hits her in the side. She uh, attempts to retreat, flips the table. All of those super serums, the super power serums or superhuman serums, spill out on the floor. And then he has a day where he did try to shoot several times at her in the midst of it, has a heyday just smashing all of them because he doesn't want it in existence. He's got his own agenda. We're not 100% sure of what it is. But that's what happened there. Uh, Carly gets out. Captain America comes down. Carly kind of sneaks off. Captain America comes down. 
hits uh, hits dude in the head with a shield, and then finds one serum, um, puts it in his pocket, and uh, off we go. The next setup, and and while this is happening, mind you, there is some discussions with Sharon Carter. There's some stuff going on. Um, and then we go to the scene. And again, I'll just kind of run through this. I don't want to paint all these pictures of the scenes. I just I, I like talking about the characters and then what leads up to it. So now we're into this scene uh, where uh, Baron Zemo's got a thing on his head because he just got hit in the head with a shield. You've got Bucky. You've got um, the Falcon kind of sitting there discussing uh, what just took place and this, that, and the other. No one's aware that... Uh, John Walker has this serum. He did. He, t- he took one of the capsules and put it into his pocket. There was a scene, however, that le- that is in between these two that uh, he's standing there. John Walker's talking to Battlestar and asks, hey, would you would you take a serum? He says, hell yeah, I'd take a serum and then explains. And, and you could see it's triggering John Walker's, which at this point, me observing i'm like this this fucking guy's gotta take this shit like he's just getting beat down you could see it's eating him alive and his inability to act the way he is accustomed to acting as far as uh his his abilities because his abilities don't mean shit when you're uh you have none and you're you're fighting superheroes or or super ability people i guess would be a more appropriate way. What's also interesting is his jumps over to the Baron Zemo scene, what like I just described, where he's got a towel on his head and he's talking to the Falcon saying, hey, if you had the choice, would you take the serum or have you been off at the serum? He said, no, hell no, I don't want any of that shit. And there's a very cool story or or conversation, not a story uh, that that's taken place shortly thereafter talking about Steve Rogers and how there's only one Steve, there's one good example, and not so many, not so many on the other side with this this serum and, and and whatnot. Anyways, long story short, you got fucking John Walker, Battlestar break in, um, go gangbusters, we're talking shit. What are we doing? What are we not doing? I'm in charge, blah, blah, blah. And then we get the visit back. And at this point everything's kind of kind of uh, a little bit chaotic because it's like, holy shit, what's what's going on? Where did Carly go? What happened here, here, and here? Well, the Dora Milaje show up, essentially kick everybody's ass, deactivates Bucky's arm, pulls it off of him, which I was like, holy shit, those fucking spears, they are badass. And I love how they did that. I do. I think it was fucking excellent. Uh, Captain is, the Captain America once again is, left you know is seen as just a, a weak human he just gets his ass kicked uh and gets his shield taken and then given back and baron zemo disappears because they were there the dormelage was there to get baron zemo as promised earlier in the episode so now at this point and and i think he says something to a battle star or what have you there is some humongous tension with captain america and his inability to do anything Baron Zemo's on the run. The Dormelage is like, well, fuck, now he's gone. Now we got to find him, you you jackasses kind of deal. Bucky and the Falcon are like, dude, you, you, you're fucking reaching here, fella. You're, you're way out there. So 
We continue moving forward again. Sharon Connor, uh, Sharon Carter, uh, Carter is running some recon stuff for Falcon. We move into the scenes where Carly actually contacts the Falcon sister. There's some words. There's some stuff going back and forth. And then um, it's like, hey, meet me here alone. And the Falcon's like, no, I'm not going to meet you there alone. It's me and my boy, me and Bucky. They meet there, have the conversation or start discussing the Falcon's piss. He's like, don't ever fucking call my family. You you threaten my my." Uh, my niece or my nephews, you threaten my sister, you, you know, what the fuck are you doing? I want to make sure you're true. So there's like this moment. Um, and, and then pretty much hell kind of breaks loose. And at that moment, that was one of those moments where it's like, Oh, because you get the scene of captain America throwing a shield, he throws it into a wall. And all of a sudden he's knocking people 20 feet across the way. You're like, Oh, he took that shit. Um, Bucky and, and everybody's kind of tracking and, and seeing what's going on. Battlestar gets captured and, and it's just a crazy scene in series events. Sharon Carter was tracking, tracking the captain. That's what led Bucky and those guys over to him as shit was hitting the fan. They show up. There's a big skirmish. Everything's happening. And it leads to probably one of the most prolific things um, that John Walker has done since becoming Captain America and maybe maybe one of the most prolific or, or controversial things um, in this season so far. And we'll talk about that. I think we'll wrap it up because my mind was blown. So um, Captain America discovered, and I believe, and it doesn't, it doesn't verify this, but I believe he uh, thinks, or maybe he is, Battlestar died during this, scrimmage and he's already going fucking buckwild like i said he took the serum he, he's just beating the fuck out of people throwing his shield into walls like he's just going he's kind of ruthless while discovering that battlestar is believed to be dead he in an enraged fit jumps through a window while in pursuit of one of the one of the guys that was there and out in the streets on these beautiful cobblestone streets he gets a hold of one of the guys and the guy's trying to talk to him he is unarmed yes he is he does have super abilities but he's unarmed he wasn't in my opinion he wasn't really posing as a threat um this is the same guy i believe that was earlier that was like dude i love captain america there's a crowd of people with their iphones out as captain america emerges upon this guy up on these steps in this like iconic moment and essentially kills this dude with the captain america shield in front of everybody with iphones in front of bucky in front of the falcon and just in front of everybody hits him with the edge of the shield until he's just decimated stands up in in awe or in enlightenment i'm not sure so what a way to end that episode. I mean, you want to you want to expedite a process of like, holy shit, there there it was. I was like, oh, my goodness. And so now there's a lot of questions with that. Um, is he going to retire the shield and just go become like a vigilante? Is he going? I mean, like, what is he going to do? Like he can't. It's going to be all over mass media. He's a murderer. He's you know, he flat out. He's a murderer. 
And so, wow, there's a lot to a lot to consider and a lot to think about as far as what's the next step there. And a thing that I forgot to mention while uh, Carly was waiting for Bucky and uh, the Falcon there, the power broker called and said, hey, you're not doing the things I want you to do. I want my serum back or I'm going to come and get it or I'm going to destroy you or whatever. And so she's like, well, we'll take care of him and and. But first, we got to take care of this other situation, and that's what led up to it. So now, let's 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 uh, kind of end this with with a recap of where we're at. Zemo's gone for now. I, he'll be back. I I got a strong feeling he'll be back. He's just hiding because I mean, fuck, he had the Wakanda Special Forces after him. John Walker, win ape shit, is on the super serum now with super abilities publicly murdered someone battle stars believed to be dead the falcon and bucky are like what the fuck uh there's obviously some pretty significant tension now because carly calls and threatens the falcon's loved one um bucky has contention because the uh wakandan special forces in which is like a part of his family there the Dormalaje is like an extension of him when he became the white wolf and all this stuff in Wakanda. Like that's, that's his people now. So we have one hell of a episode five coming folks. I mean, good grief. It is, it's intense. We still have yet to see the power broker. We did again, saw a little bit of Sharon Carter, but good God, what an incredible freaking episode. So obviously we can speculate and guess on what's to happen. Um, the, the John Walker deal, the uh, Captain America deal, that's going to, that's going to have to play out in some, some which way. Um, and it's probably going to pivot a lot of it, but we still do have the issue with, uh, Carly. Now, another thing to consider is as we know, and, and we don't know every, everything, of course, due to movie magic is, is there any more of that super serum left? Because the way it appeared as though is they got the little, uh, fanny pack from a grave site that was full. Zemo stepped on everything except for one, the one that he didn't step on. Captain America got Captain America took it. But is there more? Because obviously in the previous episode, the uh, guy that was creating it got killed. So now where are we? Who is the power soldier? Which way will John Walker go on next week's episode of OTE? That's it. That's it. I don't want to do too much speculation here because, golly, there's so much. So much. So that's all I got, guys. That's episode four of Falcon and Winter Soldier on this episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Culture Jack the Podcast. Make sure to tune in next Saturday as we go into the next episode. And that's all I got. As always, make sure, follow, subscribe, uh, whatever whatever uh, the platform that you're listening to us on asks you to do make sure drop a comment what are you guys thinking of the falcon and winter soldier so far which direction do you think uh mr john walker aka captain america is going and is zemo coming back are we gonna get the zemo dance back what in the world is going on that's it guys i'm anthony this is culture jack podcast we'll see you next time